Well, you can turn to John chapter 8, or turn it on. <clears throat> I have already read the scripture in my prayer, so you may remain seated. So last week we saw that, I'm going to be focusing mostly on John 8 verse 12. Last week we saw that Jesus declared himself to be the bread of life. <clears throat> and this week that he's declaring that he is the light of the world. Uh, that we don't have to walk in darkness, praise God, anymore. And of course there is plenty of darkness around us. We hear it, we see it, and many people around us are walking in darkness. In this passage in John 8, the self-righteous Pharisees tried to trap Jesus. You know, they tried that a few times uh, by bringing, in this case, by bringing the woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, But it has happened a number of times. Uh, They could not trap the Son of God. Their darkened minds were no uh, match for the wisdom of the light of the world. He was telling the woman, told the woman there, not to live in darkness anymore. He's calling her out of darkness. But as the light of life, he he was exhorting her also to repent. And then he showed her grace. And I think this morning of Azeda, and praise God for her in Iran, who was living in darkness, had no hope in life. She saw the darkness in her own heart, and then she confessed the Lord to be her Lord. She came to the only light. She didn't know of the light, but she does now. And Jesus uses the bread, he used the bread and and the manna uh, to illustrate his divinity as we saw last week. He uh, is here also declaring the same, that he is the son of God. He is the light of the world. In Exodus 13, it tells of God going uh, before the people in the pillar of fire, which guided them and gave them really great security. It protected them uh, during the darkness in their wandering. And it reassured them. They reassured them. There's that pillar of light there. And it reassured them that he was present with them and he would not forsake them. He was going ahead of them. And as the manna was a type pointing to Jesus, which prepared uh, him for him to reveal himself uh, with that illustration, to reveal that he is God, he is the bread of life, the pillar of fire is the same. The pillar was probably quite amazing and bright but as a type, it only represented the true light. The true light. It was kind of like the sun. It was, it was limited. The living Lord, though, is a consuming fire. A consuming fire. He's pure. He's holy. And our God dwells in inapproachable light. And to the people Jesus was talking to here in John uh, Darkness was a very fearful thing. When it was night, they, they didn't stay up actually at night very much. They didn't burn much, it was a waste. They, when it was dark, they went to bed. But you know, candles didn't last too long and you didn't go outside at night because <clears throat> there were four-legged and two-legged predators out there. You just didn't do that. Darkness was a fearful place. And John Calvin said that people won't come to the light until they realize kind of two basic things. First of all, that the world is dark. The world is a dark place. Many in the world think that the dim light that they see sometimes, that they live in uh, after the curse, can be quite bright. Wow, this is great. But everything is darkened. And then Calvin said the second is that we are all blind. 
Many people think that they are wise, they can be enlightened by whatever uh, you know, they are doing, thinking, learning, trusting in. But they know nothing. We are blind spiritually by nature. And it is the gospel, praise God, in Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit that illuminates us. He enlightens our eyes and our hearts. And people without the Lord Jesus are in such darkness. Sometimes I, <clears throat> like Azeda, she had no hope. And it's amazing that people can deal at all, really, with life. Uh, and that they can walk around uh, sometimes with like a soul-numbing darkness oppressing them. They, they can't, they don't know why, but they're stumbling around. They're like sheep without a shepherd. And they have no way to walk uh, the correct path that the scriptures uh, declare, unless that is declared to them and to avoid dangers in this path. They're darkened. And knowing that ought to move us, dear family, to proclaim the gospel of light, which by the power of the Holy Spirit can then enlighten their hearts and help them understand the scriptures. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We have that light. Praise God, we have that light. May we not take it for granted. We know the living word and we have the written word. And our eyes can be enlightened to see this truth now, that we will not stumble, we will not grope around uh, in the dark, trying to find the right way. But we can actually know his will. And we can see where our feet are going and see the path that we should walk on. This is the safe path that he has determined. And this looks to those in the world who are in the darkness who think they have the light. They, They look at us and they think, what are you doing? This is foolish. And to them, it's incomprehensible. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It could not overcome it. The darkened minds of the Pharisees here did not comprehend that they were standing before, that they were trying to trick the light of the world, before whom all is laid bare. Darkness cannot overcome the light. In John 12, Jesus told the people that while he was with them, that they should believe. They should believe and walk in, not walk in the darkness. He said that he who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. Isn't it amazing that for those who believe in the Lord Jesus, they are called sons of light. So we reflect his light. In fact, we shine, it says in Philippians 2, like stars in the world in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. When Jesus was transfigured uh, before Peter and James and John, the word says that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as the light. And it's hard to, it was probably hard to describe. This is the best way that you could describe seeing the brilliance of the Lord Jesus. And John also tried to describe Jesus in Revelation 1. This is what he said. In the midst of the seven golden lampstands, one like the Son of Man is standing, clothed with a garment down to the feet, girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like flames of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. His countenance was like the sun shining in its strength, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. We would do the same. If we were to see him in his splendor with our eyes now, we would fall on our faces too. What else could we do? Yet we 
praise God, can more and more walk in the light with him. And we will see him as he is after the resurrection. In John 9, Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then the apostle John in 1 John 1 said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So as we are walking in the light together, dear family, with the Son of God, with the light of the world, we are walking in light in fellowship with one another. Praise God. And we have become white as snow, it says. It's white as snow before him. And we are to let this light from him be seen by all around us. We are to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. Not us, if they see that light. We should testify of of how we have this light. Now the Greek word phos, P-H-O-S, the word from which we get phosphorus means light bearing or bearer of light. And the related word photos means to shine in the Greek, means to shine. So in this age of Star Trek, you could say that we are photon torpedoes. Light bearers, that's what we're supposed to be, sent out by the Lord Jesus reflecting his brilliance and powerful against the prince of darkness, who is our enemy. And because we can walk in the light together, as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, as we are enjoying today, because he has opened our eyes. He, we are following him. And we can partake of this communion here together, because we can walk in the light together. And it's certainly all of his grace, all of grace. And it's all due to his coming to a dark world. It's willingness to do that his obedience, his love. Going through darkness, he did, to bring us to the light, to bring us to himself. And as we partake of this communion meal, we are acknowledging, dear family, that we are children of light, sons of light. And we're remembering that he is the source of light and holiness. And we can see the truth because of his great grace to us, which opens our eyes, illuminates us, and illuminates the way that we're walking. So praise God, we are no longer blind and in the dark. Praise God that we are children of light, and we can walk in the light because our Lord Jesus came as the light of the world. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we give thanks that you have made it possible for us to walk in the light because you have shown us yourself. And now we can worship you as the light of the world. And because you are the light, we can have fellowship with one another because your blood cleanses us from all sin. And may we also shine, Lord, as lights in this dark world by your grace. And may we reflect you who alone can enlighten your people through your Holy Spirit. May we have strength by your grace as we partake at your table now to walk in the light with you. For we ask this in the name of the light of the world, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.